Okay, so first off, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I will be eating all of the food. Please let me know down below some of the things that you're going to be happening. In this topic, we're going to be continuing on with the POV breakdown. So I've, uh, you know, advanced a few ahead. Uh, we're, let's talk about brand five, okay? Now, what's interesting is that in brand's previous chapter, he has a bit of a falling out with the reeds. Now, the reeds, uh, Howland Reed in particular, accompanied his father, uh, and one of his father was was one of his father's starchest companions during Robert's rebellion. Now, remember, Ned and Robert worked together because Ned's sister Liana was stolen by the Crown Prince Rhaegar and carried off, and presumably raped and kidnapped and all that, uh, and. Not only that, but also the Mad King Ares had roasted, uh, you know, Ned Stark's father and brother. So Ned had a solid reason to fight the Mad King. And, uh, you know, Robert was obsessed with the idea of Lyanna, even though Lyanna never truly loved Robert because Robert was very much a blundering idiot, although still a very lovable, likable character. Uh, he just wasn't her type, right? But the idea is that... Uh, you know, he thinks Lyanna loved him, and the fact that Rhaegar, uh, you know, gave her the the crown of roses at the tourney at Harrenhal and all that stuff, that didn't necessarily make him want to fight uh, Rhaegar. He was actually like, oh, well, he's only doing his duty. She's the most beautiful woman here and all that bullshit. But obviously, he was very pissed about it. They were heated. Um, you know, some of her brothers, the Stark boys, had to be held back from attacking uh, or confronting Prince Rhaegar for doing what he did. Remember, Elia Martell is there. That's his wife who he has two children with, right? So getting back on track here, um, Bran, right, is in charge of the castle, right? Because King Rob is off fighting his wars. Jon Snow's north. Uh, he was a bastard. He never was in line to, you know, control House Stark, but also Rickon's a little boy. Sansa's in King's Landing being kidnapped, and Arya is with uh, Euron. Well, now she's at Harrenhal, uh, but before that, she was with Euron making her way north of the wall. So now Arya's at Harrenhal, um, like, uh, basically pretending to be a mouse, uh, she, she basically has this long drawn out journey to become a faceless man. She's learning, you know, she learned from Cyril Pharrell in book one, water dancing, the art of how to observe, right? Like truly to watch something. And then her journey sort of continues on. She's assuming all of these different roles, right? And right now she's already, uh, she's, uh, basically pretending to be this character who's just this like uh cleaning girl and she like scrubs steps all day in heron hall but she notices you, you know her paying attention skills increase tenfold while in this location um she actually she's going by weasel right and she her her like overlord or the person she works directly under is Weez, right he's got this dog he's really mean he's this douche right so that's where Arya is uh, but bran Never left. Bran is at Bennett Winterfell this whole time. And he's got, uh, you know, Maester Lewin with him. He's got uh, Roderick Cassell with him, who's the master at arms um, in being the Castellan of uh, Winterfell right now. So Bran is taking parts in all of these meetings. Um, he does these feasts, right? He's got two younger Frey boys. They're as squires. Are, uh, they're, they're sort of hostages to, um, you know, grow up. In winter, very similar to what Theon did, right? Uh, the phrase, as of right now, are on the King of the North side, Rob Stark's side, right? So there's Big Walder and Little Walder, even though Little Walder is older than Big Walder. 
Um, but anyway, during this time, the Reeds show up. Remember, I was just mentioning how Howland Reed was one of Ned Stark's biggest, most staunchest companions during Robert's Rebellion. So uh, Howland sends his children, right? Oh, and also as a side note, Howland Reed is one of the few individuals who's been to the Isle of Faces, right? So one of the things that happens with Howland Reed at the 20th Hall is that he gets picked on and beat up by lots of other uh, squites, squites, well, squires and, uh, you know, knights just... He's, he's not the biggest dude, so he gets picked on, right? So he talks to with Lyanna Stark about this. Lyanna Stark uh, sort of defends his honor, and it's believed that she is the true identity of the mystery knight, uh, the knight of the laughing tree, who shows up at Harrenhal in ill-fitting armor and beats the shit out of most of the people in the tourney and uh, only does it for a day and then leaves, right? The idea, because we have this backstory via the Starks, is that uh, it was Lyanna as the knight of the, the laughing tree, right? The weirwoods are of the north right and she could ride better than anyone she's a northern girl she hunt hawked and uh, fought with you know sword and all that shit so she's badass she beats the shit out of these other attorneys who were picking on howland reed and um during that process uh you know the mad king is like who the fuck is this guy in this fucking mystery armor the the tree on his shield is literally laughing at me that's how crazy the mad king is so the mad king orders his men to go and you know find out who um the knight of the laughing tree is and uh Rhaegar goes and that's when the idea is that Rhaegar finds out oh hey it's Lyanna so that's how Howland Reed goes back to you know the Tourney Hair Hall Tourney Hair Hall is obviously um before Robert's Rebellion starts because it's one of the reasons why Robert's Rebellion starts but Howland Reed sends his children right Mira and Jojen to go and treat with Ned Stark's child Bran so Bran is the Stark in Winterfell so is Rickon right and um when they get there, things are really cool. Bran is friends with them. He loves having them as companions. He doesn't really necessarily like the Walder so much, but he loves his fucking friends, the fucking Reeds, right? So the Reeds are talking with him. They know a lot of shit. They know some information. He has a crush on Mira, sort of, kind of, right? Like Mira uh, is reminds Bran of Arya is what Bran thinks internally. He's like, oh, Mira is just like Arya. She can fight like the boys. She can run. She can, you know wrestle she can get dirty she can do all these things that the boys can do just as good if not better right so bran sort of crushes on her a little bit and then also he likes jojen jojen's known as the little uh old man basically because um he's so solemn and he never really is too too happy um he's known as having like a personality beyond his years and the reason why is because he gets green dreams he's always constantly getting these visions of terrible things that are to come in the future right and that's part of what i'm getting at here in this brand five pov is that just before this and brand four in a clash of kings uh the the reeds end up they're like in the in Winterfell. Um, Brand's direwolf Summer is near them, and right before they start talking to Brand, they say, "Hey, Brand, has Summer ever disobeyed you?" Right? So Brand kind of you know doesn't really think too much of it, and then they start talking to Brand. They're like, "Hey, Brand, we know you have these wolf dreams," and Brand's like, "What are you talking about? I don't have to fucking tell you about my dreams. Fuck off!" Right? Because Brand is very much afraid and denying his warging ability. Uh, he just knows that when he dreams, he's in the body of his direwolf Summer, and he just thinks it's a dream, not actually. You know, he kind of realizes that it's not a dream and it's real life because he runs into the reeds while in the body of Summer while he's dreaming. But ultimately, he's still a little boy. He's eight years old. He denies this shit because it's scary, right? He's been told by Maester Lewin magic isn't real, but he's also been told by Old Nan, oh, no, 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 magic is real. There's these fucking crazy ice creatures up north of the wall, and they're eventually going to come down here and eat everybody if the long nights 
is not prevented. So, uh, you know, Bran is like, hey, fuck you guys. Why, I don't, this is getting too serious, right? And he doesn't realize it, but his dire wolf is literally reflecting his anger. So it's very much like, uh, you know, dragons and dragon riders uh, are locked in and keyed into the sense that one of them plays off the other's emotions, right? Uh, it's the same with the dire wolf. So the reeds, who are Bran's best friends before this moment, are pissing him the fuck off. So his dire wolf starts growling, right? And then gets to the point where Summer starts to tussle <laughs> with fucking Mira. It's dope. Mira um, sort of uh, is obviously overpowered, right? So she's got her net. She's got her frog spear out. And then Summer, and remember, Bran is trying to control his dire wolf to calm down now because he's he's royal, he's been pissed off at the reeds, but he doesn't know that his dire wolf is feeding off of his anger. So he's trying to tell Summer, hey, calm down, calm down. But Summer's not fucking listening, right? So what ends up happening is... Um, and this is all in brand four. So really, this is brand four and brand five. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'll include that in the title. But anyway, this is what happens in uh, brand four in Clash of Kings. And I'm going to go back to what happens in brand five, right? So during this, you know, sort of falling out, um, uh, Summer is edging closer to Mira. Remember, she's got her net out. She's got her frog spear out. Um, they're very much like jungle hunters. They live off of the river. They hunt small game. They use nets. They use spears and all that shit. So anyway, Mira has her frog spear, and she tries to, as Summer approaches her, she tries to shove it at him. And Summer's like, nah, bitch, it's not going to happen. So he definitely moves aside, right? So then he just lunges at her, knocks her on her back. But she threw her net out, and that net got entangled in Summer. So Summer uh, appears as though he's about to kill Mira, but when Summer starts to move, Summer can't fucking move because Mira threw the goddamn net up, and Summer just hurts himself more and more. He tries to fight and get out of the net. So Mira's badass. She's a badass little bitch, right? So then Bran eventually uh, comes up with the idea to uh, to have Hodor come, and then Hodor comes and chases the wolves away. It's really funny, but also kind of fucked up because uh, Hodor is this you know special individual, and he just sort of comes in and the dire wolves are. <laughs> scared of him i mean it's not really a fucked up situation it's just the mental image that i get because of my fucked up brain is what makes me think the scene itself is fucked up so brain basically says call hodor hodor will come over and scare the wolves they won't hurt him right so he does that and hodor's like hodor hodor and this is how roy dotrice does he's like extra turns on the retard flare extra for this voice and goes hodor 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 and he's got this really funny mental image you know while reading that of like giant hodor retard man running in Simpleton, right? And clearing away the wolves, and the wolves are like, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> like running away. Like I said, my fucked up brain is what made that scene more fucked up. But also, George intentionally does include those scenes for much needed comic relief because his books get very, very intense and serious at times. Oh, yeah, did I mention Happy Thanksgiving? Um, so. Uh, you know, continuing on here. That's the last that we hear of Bran, and then there's a few POVs in between there, but then when we pick back up... Oh, oh, right, so one of the things they tell Bran, one of the reasons why, um, you know, his wolf gets pissed at them is, like, they're also... They're trying to get him to talk about his dreams openly, but also they, they know who and what Bran really is, and Bran is ultimately denying that. So as the time passes, after that incident with the wolves in the godswood and, you know, basically both of the reeds, it ends up with both of them being treed until Hodor shows up and, you know, clears the direwolves away. Um, Summer sort of sits back down. But anyway, after that happens, Bran comes to accept that they, you know, know certain things, right? So he he kind of accepts what 
the two the truth that Jojen and Mira were telling him, right? So he he goes back with him in Brand Five of Clash of Kings, and he says, "Hey, I'm ready to listen. Tell me what you guys have to say." And uh, Jojen makes him promise, you know, "Hey, you gotta you gotta actually listen to me this time. Don't get fucking angry. Don't be judgmental, right?" Remember, so the last time he was telling him this story, he almost got mauled by a direwolf, right? So. He tells Bran, hey, look, the ocean is coming over the walls of Winterfell. Everybody's going to die. I seen Alebelly drowned, floating up, bloated in a corpse. I seen this person die. I seen that person drown. Basically, Jojen doesn't realize it yet, but he's, he's seeing Theon and the Greyjoys, who, you know, all of their power comes from the sea and the ocean, coming over the walls of Winterfell and killing all of these people, right? Jojen doesn't know that. The visions are fucked up. They show, they show him things differently like for instance um during that meeting with the wolves uh where where the reeds get treed they tell bran that there's going to be a feast and that everybody's going to be served uh different portions of meat and bran's going to be served the most choice filleted portions but he won't like what he tastes and then he also mentions that the you know remember the walders that i mentioned big walder and little walder were going to be served shittier pieces but they would enjoy what they were eating right so that was very mysterious to bran and then finally bran figures it out and this is what ultimately makes him want to go back and talk to jojen reed again because he is uh he goes to meet with maester lewin this is before he meets with the reeds for the second time after they were treed by summer he goes back and he goes he goes and meets with lewin and lewin tells him hey uh you know uh Rob won, right? He won a few battles, but also here's some bad news. Bran doesn't really take the news well, but the Walders find out that their family member dies, and they're like, oh, well, we're moved closer in line for the succession now, and they take that news a lot better. So Bran realizes this is another vision that has come true from Jojen, and then he goes back and talks to them. So like I was saying, Jojen tells him, you know, this great wave of water is going to come over the walls of Winterfell and kill everyone. And then after that, Bran goes around and sort of talks to uh, all the people to try to warn them, like, hey, uh, you know, you're going to die drowning, right? It gets to the point where Elbelly this big fat guy refuses to shower. It's actually really comical. He gets so stinky that the men have to hold him down <laughs> and forcefully clean this dude because Bran has convinced him that he's going to die via drowning. Um, so it's a really, really interesting chapter. What ends up happening is that, you know, um, Bran starts to trust uh the maesters more he he asks uh because he starts to believe in magic obviously after that encounter with lewin and uh roger cassell in little walter and big walter he asks um you know asha who's the wildling that attacked initially attacked him in the godswood but she's been brought into the service of house stark he asked her he's like do you know the way uh north to the wall and then beyond and she's like that's easy boy you follow the you know the ice dragon and then look for the blue star in the eye of the rider of the dragon and you'll be there and then he's like oh are are there still uh you know giants and children of the forest and other things there and she goes uh giants yes i have not she says i've seen giants i haven't seen children of the force um and then she goes white walkers and she goes why are you asking about this boy right so the whole idea is just opening brand's journey up for when he eventually you know flees from winterfell and starts heading north of the wall i want to thank you all so so much for your support you guys are amazing uh 
uh, I don't even need to mention this here because I mentioned every single video, but thanks to you for literally combating directly against the shadow ban. Uh, just as a few things, um, in case you're unaware, I did uh, finally get a P.O. box. I've had at least five people over the past years a uh, few years ask me, hey, is, do you have any way for people to send you stuff? I, I ended up getting one. I made a post on here uh, with the address of that. But don't feel pressured. I just did it because I had the extra money to now, and I'll only probably have it for the next three months. And I just thought, hey, there's, uh, you know, uh, people might, might want to send me stuff, right? But also for the contest, I can use that P.O. box as my address to send stuff and obviously i don't want to put my house address out there so that's another reason why i got the p.o box is because i plan on doing a bunch of giveaways um i also got a printer that will print copies of my art i've already sent those out to brianne johnson um and then also another user brian thrasher who won the contest in the live stream and in this live stream that i have this week eleven twenty six within deep geek at 6 p.m eastern standard time on saturday please come watch uh, i'm gonna be doing multiple giveaways as well uh so th all those things are just gonna make it easier to because because as you can see right now like doing two hours a week in a live stream and then one video is really the only only thing that youtube's algorithm is allotting for hopefully that changes in december i think and you'll notice this a lot of youtubers took a time time off in this month i think traffic on youtube uh is maybe slower i don't know maybe that's part of the reason why i'm starting to get hit with the shadow ban thing kind of again i'm not really sure but either way um i look forward to doing that live stream hopefully you enjoyed this uh brand five slash brand four clash kings pov chapter breakdown um the next episode that i upload here will probably be continuing that theme and then uh about the second or third week in december i'm going to start doing lord of the rings and doom podcast and that was voted on by you all and also eventually malazan book of the fallen after i get through some of the lord of the Rings stuff so that way i'll have three different topics that are here being discussed all fantasy related if you've never read malazan book of the fallen a lot of people say it's even better than game of thrones um i'm making my way through the first book is there's just so much going on with these crazy characters names I definitely could not even attempt to start a podcast on it because there's like, you know, a bunch of books in Malice and Book of the Fallen. But it's supposedly on par and, and got really good writing, just as good or if not as better as A Song of Ice and Fire. So I really look forward to making those. And then Lord of the Rings, um, I'm working my way through those audiobooks as well. So the, the, those will be coming out, like I said, second week of December. Not the Malazan, but uh, Lord of the Rings um in dune look for those i'm already halfway through the dune book i've read dune a few times so i just want to get all of those names the shahakalazan right <laughs> crazy names in dune i want to make sure i you know can flow in an audio podcast like i do with the song of ice and fire stuff so i want to thank you all so so much for listening i don't know